2: the podcast critics have spoken
0: has
3: this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before
0: and
3: wow that was long
0: and i don't have time to listen very busy sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon uh he did win an award in 2011 stop living in the past what else with Corey mann wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast
2: Network.
3: Sift Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience.
1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that thinks every dinner could be classified as a TV dinner if you try hard enough. It's Sift Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those parts. Woohoo! I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Each week, we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And it is the 2018 Television Awards! Clap, 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 clap. Golf clap, clap, golf, clap. golf clap. Yep. Um, yeah. I run. So excited to get into the TV from this past year. Now, how this works is uh, all the categories we're going to be doing, and I'll, I'll run them down for you here in a second, all the categories that we're going to be doing are for shows that had the majority of their season between September 1st last year and August 31st this year. Uh, It's kind of how the Emmys do it. That's generally when they do, because way back in the day, you know, the first big sweep season was in the fall. And so everybody started in the fall. So TV seasons kind of run off the calendar year a little bit. So we go ahead and do our award show uh, the first weekend in September every year as well. Um, So really excited to get into a lot of that. Uh, I forget, were we going to do some Do We Care today? Yep. All right, let's do it. Every single week I scour with
3: the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss. We must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, this is the most interesting thing of all week. Damon Harriman. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, he's uh, known for being on Justified and other shows like that. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. So yeah. he is cast to play... Charles Manson in two different properties yeah he's going to be playing Charles Manson in the Quentin Tarantino film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then also he's going to be Charles Manson in Mindhunter season two on Netflix yeah did you watch Mindhunter season one uh partly yeah so you must not have enjoyed it that much yeah I tried
1: yeah, it's an interesting show for sure. I did watch it all the way through. It's definitely interesting.
3: I was more on board with the, uh, what was the, wait, Mindhunter, which. It's which... Fincher, right? Yes, yeah, David Fincher. Yeah. But that wasn't the one that had Joel Edgerton and. Oh, no, you're thinking
1: of Altered Carbon.
3: Al... No, no, not Altered Carbon. It was another show about oh, that's serial killers.
1: Edgerton. that's not Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure the one you're thinking of. It, it
3: was the one about the Unabomber. Hmm. No, I don't remember that at all. Uh, I'm going to have to look that one
1: up. They had Joel Edgerton and, uh... So what do you think about this, playing Charles Manson in two different it's things? It's
3: weird. It's really weird. I don't I mean, know why
1: you'd want to play Charles Manson in one thing. <laughs> it seems like that would mess you up enough. Well, what I want to know is, is it going to be, like, how different?
3: Is it going to be, like, just the same take? Uh-huh. Or is it going to be, He's going to switch it up a
1: little bit and... It's – I don't understand. Well, you think – I mean, there are other examples of this in, like, people who just – I there's some guy that's played Saddam Hussein, like, 12 times. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, if you if you can get the look down and you kind of have the – like, it does make a little bit of sense. It just depends. What's different is this is a, you know, very primary role in both of these movies, or at least it would seem like it would be. So. Yeah. I don't know. It could, it could be interesting. I just like imagining that they're connected universes now. So yeah, <laughs> that, make, that makes it a lot more fun.
3: All right, number two. Yeah, do it. Guillermo del Toro's, his rendition of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, has officially
1: entered production. Did you ever read those books? No. Oh, horrifying. No, I probably have to go on the don't care part of it, just because I don't really know anything about it. I mean, I love... Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't actually usually enjoy... Guillermo del Toro's movies. I thought um, *Shape of Water* was decent and interesting, and had some real beauty to it. But in general, his stuff is a little more arty, abstract for me than I than I usually want. I usually want something that's a little more grounded okay. in some way or another. It's a production of his. He's not
3: directing. So he's not directing it. Oh, well, he might direct an episode or two here or there. Uh, so it's a TV series. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, *Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark* had the f- freakiest art style ever those books were terrifying growing up for me i don't even remember them really just look up like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark and
1: you'll see the art style and you go oh yeah those books but yeah i um i was more like goosebumps was more the thing no no this isn't growing up
3: this isn't like a uh, scary stories for kids this is just scary stories and the books are terrifying they kind of have like
1: Baba Duke art style. Yeah, the art is very freaky. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, and those were books that I read as a child. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it does
1: say they're children's books.
3: Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're really not. They're pretty. Right. The two pretty genres creepy. are
1: horror fiction and children's literature. Yeah, <laughs> those are those are the two genres. Yeah, but uh, so are you excited about this then?
3: Uh, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. Okay, uh, just because I know the property, so I think you know that just is lending itself, and then. I, unlike you, am a huge fan of Guillermo, so I will yeah. be excited to see what happens with could this. Could be cool. Could be cool. All right. Number three. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix says he couldn't care less. Actually, he say he could care less, but that, that doesn't make <laughs> That's sense. Make we'll change yeah. it for him. And he says he couldn't care less about people's expectations about his Joker. Hmm. couldn't care less. I found that interesting, and the reason why I put this in before you say whether you care or not, Uh the reason why I found it interesting is because so many people, you look at Heath Ledger saying, well, Jack Nicholson played the Joker, and he was, you know, iconic, and then you have Jared Leto looking at Heath Ledger saying, I I gotta make it my own, but I gotta be good because, you know, this is an iconic character. And then you have Joaquin Phoenix saying, I couldn't care less. (laughs) And I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, no, I do too. It doesn't surprise me. And I I, I do wish there was – there's always a balance in everything, right? Yeah. There's a balance between commercialism and artistry, right? And you have to decide, am I doing this for the public so that it makes money and people like it? Do I want people to like me? Do I want to make money? Or am I doing it because the art calls me to it and I just want to do something interesting and do something creative? does not surprise me at all that Joaquin Phoenix is in that latter category. Yeah. He he is an artist. I it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't care what the audience thinks. Yeah. Uh, and that he's not doing it for them. But somebody on the production, I guarantee you, cares about what the audience thinks, and is doing it for them. It's it's all about finding that balance of what you want to do. If nothing else, this sure does sound like an interesting production. The the whole thing that happened with Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. One
3: day he's going to be Thomas Wayne, and then literally the next, or was it two days? I don't know. It was was one day or two days, like, oh, yeah, I changed my mind. And it wasn't like he's in negotiations or we're talking to Alec Baldwin. No, they're like, we have cast Alec Baldwin as Thomas Wayne two days later. I'm not in that movie. Not in it as, anymore. I'm not interested in that. But back to Walking Phoenix. I I like it because it's also kind of a joker mentality. Don't care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some some men just like to watch the world burn, Andrew. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah, that's such a good movie. I want to watch that one again. All right. Look, you want to just skip the TV awards and just go watch go it? Go watch The Dark Knight? Just yeah. Just go watch The Dark Knight together? All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. If you, I apologize See. if you were interested in knowing our favorite TV See of the year. See you next week. <laughs> well, is that it? Is that what you got? That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. All right. I'm excited to get into the TV awards, if POP Television Awards for 2018. Um, we will also have some, uh, some buried treasure at the end, but we did want to forego any of the other segments of the podcast so we can really get into the meat of what was great over the past year we're going to talk obviously about our top 10 tv shows of the year Uh, we'll do our top five performances in television of the year that's both male and female Uh, we're going to also do worst show you feel like everybody is watching best show you feel like nobody is watching uh, best finish so the best show that ended its run um, which is harder and harder to tell these days because shows come back. Yeah. But for what we know, the best show that ended its run this year, and the best brand new show. And let's kick it off there, Andrew. What is the best new show of 2018? Castle Rock. Uh, I wondered if you'd go that direction. Yeah. I, I know it's predictable
3: for me, but, you know, it's just – it's made for me pretty much. So whenever something like this That's comes fine. on – yeah. So – yeah, uh, it's great. I think the performances are great and even though I'm biased towards Stephen King, even though this is an original story just based off of his properties, it still feels so much like his writing that I can easily immerse myself because it's a style of storytelling I've been in so many times before. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I uh, did you have any like honorable mentions or any other nom- nominees in the category that you wanted to mention? I do, but it's it's also part of another category coming up. Oh, so I'm going to that, it. Yeah, um, my best new show of the year, and it's as much a surprise to me as it is to you, is Cobra Kai. Uh, I loved this revisiting so of good. the Karate Kid. I, I don't even... know how you do it better. Like I don't. I, first of all, it's so hard for me to believe they actually pulled it off. Yeah, and to pull it off as well as they did with you know. Bo- both of the main characters, you know, coming back is absolutely mind blowing. I-, I loved the-, the twist on it, the turn on it. I thought it was absolutely great. I, I-
3: it should have been on my list. I totally forgot about it because yeah. it's not like Netflix, Hulu, or yeah, it's television. It's YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, that totally slipped by me. But that's such a good
1: pick. Yeah, that's my number one. I also would have nominated uh, Barry. I think is another great new show this year. I gave up on Barry. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, man, it gets so good. Really? Towards the, I mean, I like it straight from the beginning, but especially towards the end, it gets really good. The Orville was another one um, that I would have picked for a nominee. Succession uh, is a good nominee. Killing Eve. Did you watch Killing Eve? No. That's another one I would have nominated. And Sharp Objects, I think, would have been a good nominee I'm picking as up well. Sharp
3: Objects today.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely worth, worth a watch, yeah. if nothing else.
3: Well, it's directed by... Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he did Big Little Lies. And Mm -hmm. it's the same writer who did uh, uh, Gone Girl. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then Rachel
1: McAdams. I mean, it has everything
3: going for it.
1: Yep. Um, So those would have been my other nominees. But, yeah, even above those... I would have picked Cobra Kai as my best new show. No, you're totally right. It's so good. Uh it's... interesting about Sharp Objects is it could also technically be in our next category, uh, which is best finish, because it, it is a one-time, one and done season. Yeah, mini-series, yeah. Uh so best show that ended this year. What is your choice? Go new girl. Me too! Really? We have a new girl sweep. Yeah. Oh, it's the official SIF selection. I'm not gonna lie,
3: I haven't seen most of this last season because I, you know, I just recently picked it up. So I'm blowing through years so and years good. and years. Oh, it's so but good. I can't imagine it not being as good because people say that it's one of those shows that gets better every single season.
1: It's well, it's just it, it, for me. It was so good from the beginning that even if it is getting better every season, it's just by a minuscule amount because I, I, you know, I just love those characters. Just there's something about a sitcom that can find the right crew relationship friends was the same way you know you just find the right actors at the right time in their career to come together and you just want to hang out with them spend time with them see their funny exploits see their funny jokes watch the way they kid around with each other like new girl was that show for me i'm kind of missing that show for me right now You know what I mean? Like that just hang out with my buddies on TV kind of show yeah, and laugh. So uh, I was sad to see New Girl go. So that was definitely my best finish. Do you have any other nominees you wanted to mention?
3: Uh, It's hard. Like you said earlier, it's difficult to know when a show is actually leaving. Uh, The only other one I would mention is uh, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I had that. Okay. and my nominees
1: as well. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's so uh, disappointing that a show that you and I
1: really loved It's so good. didn't just click with people. Well, they and, didn't get it. And that's part of why I say I don't have that show. Like, Last Man on Earth was kind of that show for me too of just hanging out with my buddies. Well, and... buddies, buddies, by the simple fact they're literally the only other people on earth. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly.
3: Because they keep killing off famous people. Uh,
1: and man, every season ends on such a great cliffhanger. And the first episode of every season is so clever and interesting. And yeah. I'm just not going to experience that this year. I'm no. just really bummed. Yeah. I was hoping, I, I guess I should say uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is probably my buddy show now. Like where I get to hang out with my you know friends that I enjoy hanging yeah. out with kind of thing. But Which that show was going to be canceled. And yeah. then it got picked up. Well, that's up. why I thought of it. Yeah. Because they both got canceled around the same time. So, well, uh, I also would have nominated The Middle, which went off the air this year. Never heard of that one. You never heard of The Middle? Mm-mm. So, Patricia Heaton, who was Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, Mom and Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. It was her show, just a fam- about a family in Indiana and. Just a great hang. It's a, it's a good show. Okay, and it's been on I think eight nine years. Wow. Okay. So um so that went it, off the air this year like, and it was a great finale. I really liked the finale of the middle. <laughs> I was like uh,
3: Malcolm in the Middle's been off the air for a very, <laughs> for long, a very long, long time. time yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then the other one was The Americans uh, finished out as well. You
3: mentioned The Americans as a buried treasure, if I remember correctly, yeah, a couple probably. months ago, and. Uh, based off your recommendation i still haven't picked it up but you know no <laughs> based but, on your recommendation i no, haven't watched <laughs> but i i had no interest in seeing it right yeah yeah uh but i think it's on netflix i'm i could be wrong i'm not it, sure it was on fx so which i, don't I know. have fx so i could just watch it on there i guess but uh i i never planned on seeing the show ever yeah because i'm like okay yeah it's a show about russian spies it's but, just so well done but off your recommendation i will eventually pick it up but as you know television there's just such a giant
1: plethora of things you can pick up no totally no doubt no doubt at all yeah uh that'll move us on to best show you feel like nobody is watching this was a hard category for me really because i i maybe i'm just a little more mainstream than i like to think but all Hmm. the shows that i was thinking i love pretty much everybody else is watching so or at least enough people are watching that it's in the pop culture consciousness uh i'll go first on this one and just throw out marvel's runaways Um, I don't think very many people even knew that was on, are really watching it. I had a really good time with it and I'm excited to see where it goes and, you know, just seeing the, the genesis of these kids come together in kind of the, the metaphorical sense of, you know, being about family and about separating yourself from your parents and about, you know, coming into adulthood. Uh, I just, I found a lot of it really interesting. It's not the most What's the word I want to use? Technically proficient superhero show Mm -hmm. on TV. It reminds me more not Legion, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. It reminds me more of like a Supergirl level, you know, where it's it's good enough, like you know, the The Flash. Yeah, the effects work well, and but it's not like next level CG, you know, kind of stuff. Sure, but um, but I enjoyed it. So Marvel's Runaways would probably be my best show. I feel like nobody's watching.
3: Okay, I'm gonna go with the Terror.
1: That's a good choice. Yeah, did you I ever have, pick no, it up? I no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. So, um,
3: Yeah, it's... Nobody watched this show. I don't even know if it got picked up for season two or not, Yeah. honestly. But uh, I think it's so good. It's a terrifying
1: show. Which makes sense, considering the title.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the terror is the name of the ship that they are sailing on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, it, the reason why I love the show is it's based on a true story that is has a sci-fi twist to it. It's two ships that went to the Arctic uh, to try and find a passage through, and nobody knows what happened to these ships. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just add a sci-fi element to it and make it horrifying. And it works. I think it's really interesting based off of a book, uh, which is difficult to read, I'm not going to lie. I tried reading it, but it's kind of has that old English kind of twist on it, so it's mm-hmm. kind of difficult, but...
1: Yeah, I the show is great. I love the show. Where can uh, where can we find it? AMC. Okay. Yeah. The terror. The terror. Very nice. Uh, any other nominees? Uh, like I said, this is a hard category for me, yeah, so I don't I, was, I don't have any.
3: Yeah, that that was the only one, and that was also going to be my best new show. That oh, was okay. the one. So, uh, yeah.
1: But I can't really think of
3: anything because
1: right there with you, if it's good, people watch it. Anymore, it feels like something good can rise to the top. Like, you know, Killing Eve, nobody really knew about. But I think it rose enough that, you know, a lot of people picked it up and watched it. So it's kind of hard thinking in that category. Yeah. And when I say a lot of people, I mean a lot of people in 2018. It's so crazy. You think back 15 years, 20 years and the numbers that these, you know, astronomical run of the mill shows, you know, 30, 35 million people watching it each week. And well, there
3: were only three shows back in the day. And, so and now, a
1: show, if a show gets a million, you know, viewers on an episode, it's a hit. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, best show, or no, sorry, worst show you feel like everybody is watching. Um, for me, I wanted to with this category make sure I'm actually watching the show I'm calling the worst show. So you can't say The Walking Dead, <laughs> right? Because I'm not. I'm yes, exactly. So I'm not watching The Walking Dead right now. No. So it wouldn't be a choice for me because I wanted to make sure I knew it was actually the worst show, um, at least for me. Yeah, so, I which didn't is do a weird, that. which is a weird thing because if it's a bad show, why are you watching it? I'll explain myself here in a bit. Uh, why don't you start off?
3: Well, I've seen enough of the show to know it's bad. Uh, but I obviously haven't, you know, continued to watch it. Grey's Anatomy. Why is this show still on?
1: I was... I hear you get a lot of pushback on that one. But you're right. Everybody, that is one that you could classify as a hit. You know, like a lot is, of people are watching it.
3: I'm dumbfounded that that show's still on. What don't
1: you like about it? Oh, I don't
3: care about any of those people at all yeah. in their drama. It's funny whenever... Because I love... Did you watch E.R.? I love medical dramas. I really do. House is my favorite show of all time. Well, House is its own animal.
1: Like, that show is... That's
3: true. But, okay, so The Good Doctor is another one. Enjoying Uh, that one? I really love The Good Doctor. Talk about it later. Uh, The Resident, a lot of people don't like it, but I find it enjoyable. I watched ER. Um, Scrubs is one of the greatest shows of all time. But that's more comedy. So, whenever it's medical drama...
1: ER? ER? I mentioned ER. Did you yeah, ever watch ER?
3: I watched enough of ER back when Clooney was to, on it.
1: Yeah, I used to enjoy watching ER. I did get tired of the soap opera kind of aspect of it, so yeah. I did give up on it. But.
3: I, I left when Cooney, Clooney left. <laughs> so, uh, but, no, I like medical dramas, but for some reason Grey's Anatomy, it falls right into that annoying kind of bones sort of thing for yeah. me. So, no, nah, not for me anymore.
1: Worst show that I feel like everybody's watching that I just keep watching because I just keep holding out hope it'll return to glory is Modern Family. Uh, it uh-huh. is so bad now. Is it? It, it is really bad now. Yeah, I. That's a shame. I it, and I could be alone in this. I don't know, but it is just it. It feels like it's just grasping at straws every episode to recapture some of the. Uh, the magic that was happening in those early seasons. But uh, some of it has to do with the fact that the kind of mockumentary style is a little bit played out too. And so a lot of the talking to the camera doesn't work. A lot of it has to do with the fact that the kids are growing up. And anytime you're dealing with kid actors who started as cute little kids, but are now, you know, pre-adolescent, adolescent, (laughs) adolescent, you know, like they're having to work through what it means to be an actor. Um, So yeah, so all that stuff is, has kind of, dragged it down for me and it's just it's almost a pain to watch but i keep watching so, uh, so that's out, my choice a shout out to sydney back to
3: the uh, best show that ended mm-hmm. shut eye on hulu is okay. a show i championed for so long for people to watch Nobody listened to me, and now it's canceled. <laughs> now it's gone. But it's such a good show, and I'm so mad that it's done because it left on a cliffhanger, and I want to know what
1: happened. Well, same with Last on Earth. Yeah. Always left you want to know what happens. You want to know what happens. So thanks, Sid. Sid's hanging out in the chat, the live chat yeah. with us, and wanted to bring that up. So thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. Any others you wanted to mention in that category? Not really, because if it's bad, nobody watches it. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, let's get on to the big dogs. Yeah. Uh, let's start with performances. We'll go, we'll alternate, go back and forth. Top five performances in television in 2018. Um, this is both male and female. Any yep. performance, um, we have chosen not to separate by gender uh, in the wards that we do. Uh, so, let's start at number five and work our way to number one.
3: Okay. I do have some honorable mentions in this category. Why don't, don't you know. go ahead? And,
1: I didn't. So, go ahead and do your honorable mentions.
3: Uh, real quick, uh, four of them. Uh, Aubrey Plaza has Lenny and Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good so- choice. Great performance. Yeah. Yep. Sissy Spacek as Ruth in Castle
1: Rock. Okay, haven't seen that one. Yeah.
3: Donald Glover is Ernest in Atlanta. Okay, and then one owner writer is Joyce in Stranger Things. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, I am going to go with Freddie Highmore as Doctor Murphy in The Good Doctor. Oh, nice! Yeah. Great performance. Then, if I'm making your top five, I really think it's it's really good. Uh, not only because the show is good and it's a medical drama, but for the fact that I bought into his character and his story arc so much. And the fact that it's about uh, not letting, uh, quote unquote, disability be your hindrance, but let it be your greatest uh, uh, aspect about Mm -hmm. yourself and using it as something that can, you know, benefit that it's a gift nobody else has. Right. It just comes at a price, sort of. Yeah. I love it. Uh, He's really good. Of course, he was very famous for being uh, Norman Bates in Bates Motel. See, I never watched Bates Motel. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was Norman Bates, too. Well,
1: I know he was a child actor, too. He was in a bunch of stuff as a child actor. Oh, yeah. I remember him in... Was it Finding Neverland? Was he in Finding Neverland? Yeah, I he him was in Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Freddie Highmore, yeah. doing good work. You're good number five? Allison Brie in Glow. Um, I need to see that show. I love her performance in this. You would think it's like one of those simple performances where it's all on the surface because she's a kind of bubbly character, yeah. and yet she plays it so interestingly because you can see the conflict in her even as she's trying to keep everybody else together and keep it all fun and joy on top. And She had some moments in this season that were deeper even than the first season, some you know things that she went through that she had to deal with. Um, just a great performance all around and a great season of a great show. So, yeah. Glow. Uh, are we trumping on this, by the way? Uh, no. Okay. Let's, let's, now. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm
3: stealing. Obviously, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go number four. Dan Stevens is David and Legion.
1: Yeah. It's a great performance. It's I'm just so... not as much a fan of that show as you, I think. And so it doesn't stick out to me as much. I really love that show, man. It's
3: so good. It's so different. That's why I love it. Yeah. There's no other superhero show like it oh for sure yeah it's it's the mr robot of superhero (laughs) shows and i know that's not a fair comparison
1: but it kind of works though because they both they both seem to at points not hold together but they actually do hold together like they're yeah like they're confusing in some ways until certain things lock in for you yeah um, and can, then you can go back and
3: watch and it like now yeah, it all makes sense.
1: Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange show.
3: But I think that his performance is uh David is just he was my number one last year in the TV awards, if you remember. Uh and there's just so many good ones this year that I obviously I just can't. He's great. Yeah, but I love it. His character's so expansive, I guess that's the most unspoilerish way to talk about his He has character. to do so much. That character yeah.
1: has to do so much. Yeah. Um, it's a very impressive performance. Your number four? Donald Glover from Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I know you mentioned him in your uh, honorable, honorable mention. mentions. It is so, so mind-blowing to me that what he's done with Atlanta. And this character that he's playing is so... There's such an interesting steadiness to him in this show that when he finds those moments of um, explosion or those moments that are elevated, they become even more interesting and even more incredible. Um, There's a a fight moment in the new season of Atlanta where he picks a fight with somebody. It's one of the funniest and most dramatic at the same time Kind of things I've seen, and so much of it has to do with how he has played that character that just continues to try to do the best thing he knows how to do, but continues to get stepped on by people who don't care to do the right thing or don't care to, you know, uh, do whatever. So, yeah, I think it's a phenomenal performance. Oh yeah, my number
3: three, number three, Adrian Moore, Cindy in Orange Is the New Black. Oh okay, it's interesting because she's never really been the main focus of the show, but I think this season in particular she really came into her own and really owned the season i think her character had the best
1: uh it's or the best arc so far well she certainly had the most depth yeah. to work with this season mm-hmm. um you know with the storyline of uh deciding whether to plead innocent or guilty for you know the murder. uh what was that officer's name um i forget anyways but That whole plot line of the court stuff. And yeah, definitely gave her an opportunity to showcase her talents. And she's very talented. So, yep. Um, Good choice. Number three. Uh, My number three is Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's so
3: good. Yeah.
1: Um, Are you up to date on this season? No. Oh, I know. Man, that show. It's Uh, one of the best. Like, Ever and in what's amazing about her performance is, and it's it's kind of like the Donna Clover thing I was talking about. It's a very steady performance, but when those moments come, there's a moment in this season where she is confronted with, I guess it's a very spoilery thing, so I won't say, but something happened and she has to confront somebody about their approach to it, and she lays in them so hard, and yet it's so just, it's just. It's just a basic. This is how it is. This is the truth. So she's. Not, it's not like she's yelling at them. She's just telling them how it is. And for that character, it's just. I don't know. She, she's just given a performance that is mind blowing to me. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it.
3: It's crazy, you know. You watch Breaking Bad, and then you're introduced to all these new characters. And just because you don't know, uh, you, you don't see them in Breaking Bad, doesn't mean that. The their actions won't have consequences for a show that's already passed. Yeah. So it's interesting watching a show where she's giving an amazing performance like this, but you're like, how is she going to tie into the bigger universe that we already
1: know? And well, it's right. Stuff. It's interesting because she's not in Breaking Bad. That's what so I'm what, what yeah. happened? And yeah. So it's it's definitely I, the show continues to move towards Breaking Bad, and for me. I don't mind that. I think that's a the cool thing. I'm excited to kind of see how that all works together. Yeah, so good. So yeah. So Rhea Seahorn, who plays uh, Wexler, Kim Wexler, yeah. on uh, Better Call Saul.
3: Number two. Yep. Millie Bobby Brown, eleven uh, in Stranger Things. Yeah. Now a lot of people would say David Harbour is the main takeaway, but for some reason, uh, the last two or three episodes of this past Stranger Things season she had some moments that just cemented her as one of the best child doing, actors yeah she's
1: doing good work and that whole that whole child cast is doing crazy good work together yeah. yeah so i have no problem with that choice i actually the performances aren't the thing that stick out to me about stranger things i think there are good performances in there um, but if I had to choose a performance, probably Winona, who you mentioned in the honorable mentions, would probably be my favorite performance. Yeah, uh, in Stranger Things. But I have no problem with with you putting Millie Bobby Brown on there. Uh, my number two, yep, Jeremy Strong from Succession. <laughs> uh, he is the oldest son of this media conglomerate. Who, you know, they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, who to pass on. You know, once he's gone, the stuff to, and will it be this guy and there's some stuff that happens at the end of the season of succession that I, I've never seen somebody so brilliantly play what it means to be an adult and a child at the same time. Uh and it's it's just it's great work. He's doing really great work. He's my favorite performance in that show. So so I wanted to give him props. Well, I'm glad you like it. I'll never find out. <laughs> one episode was one too many for for Andrew.
3: Yep. Number ones Let's already? do our
1: number ones. We haven't had a single person on both of our lists. Yeah, and we won't because I know you don't watch this and show. And I know you haven't watched the show that I've got at my number one. So. <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, Alex Anderson as Ivar the Boneless in Vikings. Oh, wow. A Vikings actor comes in at number one. It is insane how good this guy is. Uh, for those of you, yeah. Ivar the Boneless, what he's given, and I'm counting this because it is one of those shows where it takes like the uh, season part one and then later to do season part two. I don't buy into that. This was a season. You okay, know. fair enough. So, yeah, it's crazy how terrifying and haunting this guy what is. is. It?
1: What is it about
3: the performance? Just So... They call him Ivar the Boneless is because he's crippled from the legs down. He can't uh-huh. use his legs. And he's always like, he has this chip on his shoulder. He wants to be known as the greatest Viking of all time. And he's the son of who is considered the greatest Viking of all time. So you see him doing things to gain his prowess as being feared and evil mm. and he just gets so demonic and horrifying in the show. His eyes, his facial expressions, they're beyond terrifying. If anybody watches the show and you're like, Oh yeah, I've rather the boneless, he's he's haunting. He's he's the incarnation of the devil. He's yeah. But Alex's performance is because you see him as a child also where he's like People are making fun of him because he's crippled, and you could really see that it actually gets to him and stuff like that. But at the same time, you feel bad for him, and then you're terrified of him at the same time. Wow! And you don't see this character until like the past two seasons. Everything else before that takes place before he was born. It's crazy. He is
1: stealing this show. Uh, wow. My number one is from Sharp Objects. Uh, Amy Adams. Uh, it's that good. Well she's that good yeah for sure uh, I she is putting out perf- great performance after great performance after great performance and this one's no different. Uh, the the nuance of this character that she's playing that is on the edge of self-destruction at all times, on the edge of delusion and yet also uh, on the edge of being the one to uh, you know make it right. Uh, being the one to find the solution being the one to figure it out it's a murder mystery kind of show kind yeah. of idea um but she's just she's so good uh, in what she does in this and she's given a lot of benefit by the production of the show the production is beautiful the editing in the show is some of the best editing I've ever seen um so yeah it, it it's definitely uh, it wasn't even close for me she was my number one there wasn't even you know close second
3: i know it's not a tv show but uh i always considered arrival her greatest performance is this up there with that yeah no yeah more better
1: i i think she's given even more to work with uh here than she was in in arrival so both are uh, great performances but yeah Yeah.
3: she just keeps cementing why she's one of the greatest working actresses yeah or actors in general you know. Yep,
1: which is which is why they have used her so wonderfully in the DC cinematic universe. They've taken full advantage of Amy Adams. Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyhow, yeah. There you go. Top performances of the year. We didn't have a single crossover other than Donald Glover was in your honorable mentions. Yeah. And, uh, and made my top five It so just shows maybe how many good shows there are on TV. Maybe he would have to be the official Sif Pop choice if we had to do one for an actor just because he's you the know only what? one. I would be more than okay with that. Right. Out
3: of all the performances, even though I don't consider him the best, I think his is the most realistic character mm-hmm. on television. Mm-hmm. Like, you would believe that's a real person. Yeah. Like, obviously, I can't consider like Ivar the Bone was like. There's nothing for me to compare like that or an Eleven or a Cindy, you know? Yeah. But Ernest just seems so real.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so until, until Andrew sees Sharp Objects, Donald Glover will be the performance of the year for Sif Pop, and then it'll Probably. be Amy Adams. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, all right, so let's do our top 10 TV shows. We'll go from number 10 to number one and alternate. Um, who went first last time? Did you go first with the performance? I went
3: first. Do you have uh, honorable mentions first, though? I do not. I did not. I figured you would have honorable mentions for these categories. I'm well, sorry. The
1: long, well, the longer category, like, when yeah. if I'm given 10 TV shows, I mean, there are plenty of TV shows I can mention, yeah. Yeah, uh, sharp objects didn't make my top ten. Last Man on Earth didn't make my top ten. Love those shows, um, yeah. but yeah, I just I just picked ten. Okay,
3: real quick then for me. Yeah, go ahead. Lucifer, South
1: Park, Silicon Valley, Atlanta, New Girl, Attack on Titan. There you go. Got them out of the way. Nicely done. All right, uh, I'll kick us off at number ten. Uh, that's where I have This Is Us. Uh, still really enjoying This Is Us. There's something very nice about a show that's really trying to pull out of this all the emotional stops, you know, and succeeding as well as it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of it has to do with the performances. Um, Mandy Moore, right? Yeah, just great. She's just so good. And that's right, a mom. Uh, yeah, exactly. And right, right down the line, um, having a good time with this is us. So I don't know how long it's going to last. Feels like a show that that could get old. Um, that's the thing. But the. But if they can keep figuring out how to, you know, the narrative, then I'll keep hanging out with this family. Yeah. Right so that's there. my number 10. This is us.
3: My number 10, this is where I have Orange is the New Black. Okay. Uh, This season was great. Introduced to a fun new cast of characters, fun new setting. Uh, I shouldn't say fun. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: it's prison. Well, you know, of all the years, there, this season of Orange is the New Black is the most... Uh, optimistic, yeah. Of it any really of is. the seasons, and I loved that. I, well, of course, I loved it. That's you know, that's my thing. But yeah, um, but I thought the, where this show eventually went was really positive. Yeah, because the last season was a riot. Mm-hmm.
3: It was a prison riot, <laughs> yeah. and you can't get too positive off of that. But I think that this one, this season, you know, it's these uh, outcome of that, and somehow it seemed the most. I don't know if I'd say cathartic, but, you know, from an audience standpoint, it kind of was like, okay, I'm not going to be taken through the doldrums this time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely felt like this was a step up. Yeah. Number nine. Uh, Penn & Teller's Fool Us uh, is at number nine for me. Good call. Um, I love the show every (laughs) single week. I just it's it's just that the concept is perfect. They are so great at keeping it. Uh, interesting and positive, and you never feel like it's a gotcha show. It's just a celebration. Well, it's supposed to be a gotcha show. Which is what's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be, but it, it feels so encouraging and cooperative. And even when somebody gets him, you know. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting how fun that is or when they know what the person did, they still encourage them. And I just, I really love it. Plus, I'm, you know, I love magic. And there's oh, been some I'm great, right there with you. great tricks this season.
3: Uh, I will say, initially, I was not a fan of Allison Hannigan taking over from Jonathan Ross, but I'm starting to come around. I think that she's, she's fitting in really good now. Yeah, match. she's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, my number nine? Number nine. The Terror. This is where I have The Terror. So all the good things I said about it earlier, <laughs> they still, you know, they still, yeah, uh, Still apply.
1: Still apply. Uh, Number eight? Yep. I'm going with The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel in at number eight.
3: I watched three episodes. I know the show's good, and I know that there's a lot of potential, but I just, it's just one of those shows that, you know, there's so many other shows. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I get it. Um, the cent- she's so good. I'm, the central she, performance is so wonderful.
3: If I'd seen more, I probably would have put her in my top performances.
1: I thought about it. Yeah. I I definitely thought about it. Um, you know, there's some interesting things uh, you know in the show that kind of make it feel a little too modern to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it does. It still definitely does what it wants to do. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, I think, is. Uh, is her name and Tony Shaloub's in it as well, who is always awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like the Alex Borstein character, uh, the Susie character at the club. She's so good. So great. Um, so, yeah, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a wonderful one. And I have to put it up there because every time it won an award at the Critics' Choice Awards was when I got to be on television. So, hey! they, they were at the table right behind us. Yeah. And so they'd walk right by us. So, <laughs> so that was a fun one. And they one won show. a lot of awards. And they won a couple. So, <laughs> yeah. so there you go. Uh, number eight. Number eight. I have Disenchantment. Nice. Yeah.
3: It's, it, uh, Oh, I guess it's not coming out till next week. We we did a Sift Swift on Disenchantment. Yes, yeah, that'll be out next week. Correct. Yeah. So we'll I talk was more about that. I was about to say so all the good things I said about it, but you haven't even you heard haven't, the good yeah. things yet. No, 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 you haven't heard that yet. Oh man, this show is so fun. I love this these characters. I love the story arc. Matt Gray, winning, <laughs> however you say his last name, that's a that's a teaser for next week. Um i just i've been a fan of his style of animation and storytelling for no, so choice. long that yeah
1: it just it's perfect it's a good choice uh number seven for me is billions is that show still on oh yeah no oh. still on getting better every episode really yeah billions huh. is a lot of fun um it's, it's definitely a show where you're not going into it in any kind of this-is-the-real-world way. Yeah. Uh, but it's a show where you've just got these two guys who are, you know, these titans who are just going after each other. Uh, you've got Paul Giamatti on, who on is, one hand, yeah. who's amazing, uh, and you've got Damian Lewis on another hand, who I thought would never have another great performance after Homeland. Uh, and yet here he is, as Bobby Axelrod. Well, and it's just so good.
3: Another great performance from the first two seasons of homeland
1: <laughs> well, I listen, I just I changed history, and he was only in season one of Homeland, and then Homeland okay. made the decision to just continue on without him like they should have, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I like your version of history, yeah, yeah, so uh, so billions is uh my number seven. uh number seven for me. American Ninja Warrior.
3: Nice. I'm surprised it wasn't higher, honestly, but then I looked at the rest of the list. And I'm like, I can't put it above, but it's it's the show I am the most excited about every single week mm-hmm. because we are in the finals now. Did you watch the part one of the finals? I did. Ooh. It was rough. I know, right? It was rough. Um, it's,
1: yeah, no I spoilers, I honestly, but yeah, man. I honestly don't think there's going to be a winner this year. Well, there usually isn't. There's, you know, there's well, only mean, been two get up there, and they were the same season. But
3: I think that you know, every single year you have a little bit of hope. Like, okay, I think that this person they
1: can actually do it. You know, yeah. But for well, there's some, a handful. You're like, oh, they could do they it. They could do it. And then when those people go out, you're it's like, like, yeah, oh, who's left? But you got the kid. I think
3: people are too hyped on the kid. You think so? I, okay, yes, he's he's
1: he's done good. The kid's yeah, done has. good. The kid's done good. He hasn't good. fallen in his he, entire career. He's never fallen. He's hit every single buzzer that he's gone for his entire career. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> only
3: been three buzzers.
1: <laughs> That's right. But uh, I don't
3: know. It's just I get a bad feeling about this season. I think that the 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 course is too difficult. It's I, supposed I'm seeing, to be, though. It's no, I think to it's be. too difficult. I think it's impossible. But it's not But We've seen people do it. Yeah. It just for some reason, it just seems no, not this year. I mean,
1: I know they do change a few things up every year, but yeah. the things they change up are just you know some of the in between. That double obstacles. dipper, man, that's a killer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, well, it's one of those. Oh. Ob- it's one of those obstacles that you you almost do it too well. You know what I mean? Like if you come through that first dip and you, and you, you get too much it. air, yeah, it's like you can do that too well. Oh, uh, somebody uh, first broken bone. I think that I've oh, seen. Oh man, yeah. What'd you think of that? Yeah, because that's your guy. <clears throat> My wife just went, "Quit showing it." Yeah, yeah. That was rough. That was very rough. Uh, your number six. My number six is the Good Place. I know you love that show,
3: man, but I haven't even started this new season yet. Oh, really? uh, okay. I've seen two se- two episodes of this new season. Yeah. Uh, it just I didn't like the way that season one ended because. I'm like, okay, you should have saved that for a couple seasons. I think you rushed that twist,
1: and uh, but you're loving it. I'm loving it, okay. and I and I felt the same way after season one. I was like, where do you go from here? But I feel like they've done a great job, kind of continuing on and figuring out what the next part of the journey looks like for them. And so, yeah, I'm along for these characters and kind of see what this version, how this version of the afterlife continues to to look in the show. So, but it's just fun. I mean, dancing is funny. Uh, they're just funny together, so, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Kristen Bell, right? Yeah. So, great stuff.
3: No, those people, I won't disagree with you that, you know, they are amazing, especially Ted Danson. His character in season one was just so lovable. It's Yeah, it's great. So I can't yeah. argue with you on that front. Uh, was this number six? I think so, All yeah. All right. This is where I have Vikings. Again, I don't know if it's a show for you because it's a show that Champions violence and it's honestly I think it might be the most graphically violent show on TV more than Game of Thrones wow I think so
1: that's pretty violent
3: yeah and it's crazy because it's on the History channel but you see some stuff in this and you're like who I did, didn't need to see that <laughs> like, all right yeah even Game of Thrones hasn't gone there yet wow yeah but uh it's it's a good show I it's love just, the
1: characters. it's just because you're a Viking right no, like that's, that's, that's exactly that's, it. Yeah. It's got to be that. It's got to be part of it, right? And like, hey, I, I'm related to that guy. Yeah, yeah. King of King of the Snakes or King of the Dragons or yeah. whatever. Land of like. Dragons. Land of Dragons. Whatever your name means. Yeah. Fun stuff. Hey, we are into the top five shows yeah. of the year. Before we continue on and do our top five, uh, just a reminder: this is a listener-supported podcast network. You can go to Patreon.com/slash. Studio DNA to support, and there's bonus episodes there. I talked a little bit about uh, the Happy Time Murders uh, in the pre-show this week that is only available to those who support uh, at patreon.com slash studiodna. If you want to check that out, support starts at 3 bucks a month, and we're very thankful uh, for all those who choose to support, so thank you for doing that. Um, going into our top five, by the way, we have yet to have the same show on our list still. Yeah. <laughs> Just like with the performances, you know what this speaks to, I think, is there's so much TV. Yeah. Everybody's different. And we probably should have prefaced all of this by saying we're not claiming to have seen everything. Oh god. These are,
3: these are our <laughs> it's lists. A, it's impossible. Right. And you've said shows. I'm like, it
1: didn't make my top, but it's a good show. Same, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you have uh, American Ninja Warrior or whatever. Didn't make yeah. my top ten, but I love that show. Absolutely, yeah. one of my favorite shows. So, yeah, I just think it's a testament to how much great stuff there is out there. And just know, we, you know, we're not making any claims that these are the best shows on TV because we haven't seen everything. This just- is
3: the. Aaron's top 10 shows that he watches and this is Andrew's top 10 shows that I watch.
1: So let's head into the top five, see if there is any crossover to come. My number five is Glow. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, Uh, I thought this was a great season. Um, It had to be for Glow to be up this high. Uh, First season was fine, but I wouldn't have necessarily put it in kind of this prestige Mm -hmm. kind of area. But second season was really, really good. Mark Maron continues to blow my mind in this show. Um, Allison Bree, as I mentioned, is so great. Just a lot of great stuff going on.
3: You said whenever you mentioned it as your buried treasure last month that it is now your official favorite Netflix
1: original, do you still hold to that? Uh, yes, although I really like disenchantment, um, and you could probably convince me otherwise with if something I've possibly forgotten. but um, but yeah, off the top, off the top of my head. Okay, I think so. Yeah, I would stick with that. Cool. Well, there there are no uh, other Netflix shows above it on my list, so I guess that's, I have one. That's. Uh, well, I actually have two. That's that should say something. Yeah. Uh, for me. All right. What's your number five? Ca- uh,
3: Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've said a lot. It's good. <laughs> Watch it.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, on to number four. Well,
3: then. Well, I, I don't. I just don't want to continue
1: to praise the show, which I've done so much today. Yeah. <laughs> so. Some people are talking about bad episodes. Like, have, uh, you, have you seen a bad episode? No. Or? No. Okay. I really, people are complaining about uh, episode seven.
3: It's might be my favorite episode, so <laughs> it's funny people are saying that.
1: I loved it. I love the show. I want more. I just get, yeah, I get the feeling for a Stephen King fan, it's like, it's really doing what it's supposed to do.
3: The thing is, I don't know if I've said this before, you don't need to know his work to like or understand the show, mm. it's Easter eggs. Everything you know, need to know. It takes place in Shawshank. You don't need to know what happens in Shawshank Redemption, right? Uh, there's references to a dog that was rabid. You don't need to have seen Cujo, you know, right? Uh, it's just stuff like that. You just need to like his style of storytelling. Mm. That's it. All so, right. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. You're number four. On to number four, uh, I may take a little bit of guff for it, but boy, do I love Survivor. Um, Survivor isn't a number four for me. I This show, year after year, season after season, owns me. Like There's nothing else on TV that I watch, and my wife will tell you, like I have to get a blanket if we're going to watch Survivor because my blood rushes to my central nerve, like my core. Because I'm so nervous and so excited about who's going to get voted out and how it's going to happen. And is the person I'm rooting for going to be in the right alliance? And, man, this show just owns me. So, yeah, it has to be a number four for me.
3: Uh, The reason why I never got up on Survivor is because it never became the show I wanted. The best Survivor isn't the winner. It's the best strategist. Oh,
1: absolutely. 100%. So
3: that's why I never really got up on the show. I'm like, okay, that guy knows how to build a fire without matches and sticks. He should win, you know? (laughs) But no, he gets voted out in episode two. You're like, how are you going to make fire? Did you watch uh, Alone this season? No, not this season. I didn't even know the next season was out. Alone, the one where they went to like Siberia or something like that. Uh, it
1: wasn't Siberia; it was Mongolia. Mongolia, but, but yeah, yeah, very cold, but um, or got very cold. Great season. Well, and if you've watched Alone before, this is yeah. the first year they've done returning players. Have so they? yeah, so all Ooh. these are players who have played before. So you already have a little bit of experience with them and kind of their survival skills. But um, I. Loved this season alone because it's alone and it's a fun show to watch and they produce yeah. it well. But I also love because the winner is perhaps my favorite contestant ever on Alone. So, oh yeah, so it's it's really good. All right, definitely. So you love Survivor? <laughs> yes, I do love Survivor more than Alone even because the strategy stuff does mean more than me to more to me than the survival stuff. So okay, I am like my brain loves that strategy stuff. So so yeah and Jeff Probst is so good like he's hosting he's just been consistently amazing hosting the show for so long it's he's very
3: good don't get me wrong he's not my favorite TV show host that would probably go to uh, oh now I'm having to bring for Amazing Race uh, Phil Phil yeah. yeah, Phil's probably my favorite TV show host Yeah, but yeah he's good I yeah. mean he's probably the most famous easily the most famous out of all I the I think so reality I met hosts. them both
1: at the awards both Phil and Jeff yeah and, uh, Jeff, Jeff was exactly who I thought Jeff would be. And Phil was so different. Really? Like he, he is playing a role on the amazing rate or he was playing a role that night, but, or maybe he had had a few too many drinks. I don't know, but was he wild? He, he was wild. Like he was gregarious and like <laughs> joking. And I was like, Hey, Phil going on <laughs> aaron <laughs> uh, uh Propes was like w- why don't you go on the show man like he was exactly like i thought he would be and oh was, really it's like get your butt off the couch and come be on the show and i'm like all right
3: have, you know, all how all right do you how, how, if you were to do survivor do you think you would go far
1: uh yeah really yeah i think i have a decent enough understanding of human nature however Um, I, where, you know how most people's downfall in these kind of shows is their lack of self awareness. They don't realize where their weaknesses are. And so they don't realize how they're coming off to other people. Mm -hmm. I have that with standoffishness and a little bit of aloofness, um, often seen as arrogance, those kind of things. So I would have to be very careful to be gregarious, to be kind of that version of myself that is buddy, buddy with everybody. Otherwise I'm going to feel like a huge threat. Um, and so I would have to really kind of downplay my strategic nature while at the same time being my strategic self so yeah but i I think i could pull it off but never know unless like jeff said i get off the couch and and actually apply so (laughs) but you think you could actually do
3: with like the food and all that kind of stuff i'm
1: not worried about that yeah yeah no totally all right I want to see you on Survivor now. <laughs> All right. I'll just send in this podcast as my my audition tape. Cool. <laughs> All right. What do you got next?
3: Uh, let's see. This is number four? Yeah. This is where I have The Good Doctor. Okay. Um, That's
1: really high, man. It is really high. Man, this it show
3: is, must be really good. I love it. Honestly, it's. I'm not just throwing it at number four. It, Whenever it was going on, I'm like... Is it is it Monday? Is it? I, I want to watch. I want to watch the good. That's after. how you know, right? Like yeah. that's
1: how you know you're in love with a TV show. Like I was just saying about Survivor. I'm the yeah. same way about Survivor. If it's on my uh, DVR, yeah. I gotta watch it. Like yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. And even before it airs, I'm like, when is the next one? Yeah, yeah. definitely.
3: It's so crazy because yes, it's your run of the mill medical drama, but it's so different. Just like House was different. I like it for that. For that, that it's not. A cliched medical drama there's something about it that's unique and the fact that he is uh autistic but he's a savant autistic so yeah. he remembers everything so he he remembers literally everything from every medical book he's ever read yeah and whenever like he's figuring stuff out you actually see like the pages of medical books flipping and that's just the their way of showing his remembrance and, stuff. and You're like man it's crazy, cool stuff like that that got me excited about House, and it's working again here in The Good Doctor.
1: Nice. I may have to check that out. I, was, I always get like this tone in my voice, like, "Man, I gotta yeah. watch another TV show."
3: <laughs> I'll tell you this: um, if you watch episode one, you'll know if you like the show or not. That's fairly consistent. Yeah, it's yeah. fairly consistent, and just know that it's it's not a uh, once a week. There's actually a continuing story arc in the show. Okay.
1: Your number three. We're into the final three. Number yeah. three for me is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, so funny. Oh man, do I love it. you! Talk about a show that I cannot wait to watch the next episode. Yeah, so glad it got saved. Um, so glad that we're going to keep getting to see uh, everything going on in the Nine Nine. Um, just there's the thing with this show is not only does it have actors and actresses that I love hanging out with, like that are really funny people, mm-hmm. all the different ways those characters relate to each other are interesting like it doesn't matter which two characters you put in a room it's interesting to see how they relate to each other you know what i mean that's just good casting exactly yeah so but i will say whenever brower
3: and sandberg get together i know i'm in for a (laughs) treat because those two whenever they work off of each other oh man oh it's gold yeah (laughs) it's so good yeah andre brower might be the funniest person
1: on that show well, because but uh, because uh, you don't expect it's it. It's against type in some ways. It is against type,
3: but also I think it, me saying that, as soon as I said it, I'm like, well, you know what? A case could literally be made for every single person. It could be made for Sandberg. It could be made for Cruz. It could be made yeah. for all of them. Yeah. That's so Peretti. Good. Peretti yeah. is so good. I found out the other day that she's married to... Uh, 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 Keel or uh, Keegan-Michael, or is it Jordan Peele? Yeah, she's married to Jordan Peele. Yeah. Didn't know that. Fun
1: fact. (laughs) All right, number three. I didn't know that either, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, number three. Legion. There you go. Number three. We aren't going to have any of the same shows on our list, are we? No, because my top two are uh, Netflix shows. That's amazing. That's amazing. I can't believe that. Uh, Go ahead. Talk a, a little more about Legion.
3: Like I said earlier, there's no other, or there hasn't ever been, and I don't know if there ever will be uh, a sh- a superhero show like this because it's so not a superhero show. I say that about a show that does have superpowers and you know all that stuff, but the way that it deals with mental awareness, mental faculties, and just how bombastic and the directorial writing style of the show is. Out of nowhere, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Like there's a Bollywood dance number, right. and you're like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> but it still makes
1: sense because, well, but to you, this, but character, you got to work for it to make sense, which isn't bad. That's not a bad thing. But i but if you're not willing to put in the mental effort, this is a very confusing show. Yes, it's not. <laughs> if there was ever a
3: not watching the background show, yeah. it's this show, right? But. Um, if you would have told me the most mind bending show I've seen in a very long time is an X Men show, right? I would have laughed at you. Yeah. But no, this is up there. And as I said before, Aubrey Plaza and um, uh, Dan Stevens are killing it. So good. And, and I, I can't wait for more. <laughs> I there really you can. Go.
1: Nice. Uh, Your number. Th- Your number three. Uh, my number two. Oh, two. Yes. Yeah. We just got two left. Uh, Atlanta. Is in at number two for me. Yeah, it's good. Incredible season of Atlanta. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed what they did with the characters, specifically with Donald Glover's character. Um, enjoyed a lot of the the kind of the one off standalone episodes were really interesting. Those are always my favorite. Yeah, like if
3: you look back at season one, they had that one episode where they went to the television television network.
1: Yes, That's, yeah. that
3: was my favorite episode of season one. Because it was just its own episode, and yeah, I'm trying to think of an episode. Nice little
1: bottle episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an episode this season that was like that. Uh. Well, you had the episode where they, um, well, it was just Donald Glover's character. Uh, I think it was called Teddy Perkins, and he went to this guy's house. It was incredible, but it was kind of that standalone bottle-type episode um, for the year. Uh, so, yeah so Teddy I'm having, Perkins, br- I'm having a brain fart on that one yeah no 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 yeah. you, you can check it out yeah uh, Licky Stanfield is great in this I'm glad to oh, see yeah. his career is taking off you know with um, what was it uh, Sorry to Bother You yeah uh, he was in um uh, Brian Tyree Henry a unique doing, movie doing great work yes <laughs> good way to put it very yeah. unique uh, great work all around so Zazzy Beats, of course yeah doing good stuff
3: oh yeah and her career taking yeah. off as well yeah Uh, my number two yeah, uh, like I said, my top two are Netflix shows. This is where I have Black Mirror.
1: Black, I Black Mirror wasn't eligible, was it? Yeah, there wasn't a new. There hasn't been a new episode since not. September of last year, has there? I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up because
3: I thought that's when it came out. Black Mirror.
1: I thought I looked at Black Mirror because obviously, I mean, it would you know be up in mine as well. But yeah, um, my Wi Fi is not working. All no, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. Go ahead and talk about it a little bit anyway. It's fine. I mean, we can talk about great TV. Yeah. Um, uh, for- the,
3: Come on, work. Black mirror. Stop telling me to pay rent. already did. <laughs> uh, new season. Yeah, I'm, I'm every single time I try and type it in, I get a new alert on my phone. Uh, December 29th of 2017
1: was when the last season was released? Yeah. Huh. All right, well, there you go.
3: Yeah, it had the that counts. Uh, yeah, the metalhead episode. No, I remember all the episodes. I yeah. loved them. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Uh, Metalhead was my favorite, and then the 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 museum one at the very end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Held them all together. Yeah. It's yeah, that would have definitely made my top ten. Okay. So um, I just, for whatever reason, when I looked, I, I thought, I, I must have read the wrong season or something. Mm. Uh, maybe yeah. I did the season before that. But yeah, Black Mirror is so good.
3: Yeah. That's why I was surprised. I'm like, okay, so you like Glow more than Black Mirror. Interesting.
1: Uh, no, I like Black Mirror more. Okay. That, that would be my favorite Netflix show. Okay. Yeah.
3: It's still not my favorite Netflix show, but okay. <laughs> You've got one more above it. Yeah. Uh so your number one. What do you got? Uh my number one is
1: Better Call Saul. Yeah, I can't be surprised. I honestly so I can't good. be surprised. It's, it's so good. I like I just I eat every last bit of it up. Uh the art, the artistry on display here, on the way they're selecting shots, the way they live in these visuals is Mind-blowing to me, on top of the fact that they're building character with him. So it's not just that it's visually stunning and creative and interesting. It's also that they're doing such great story work with these visuals and building emotion for settings and characters. And I just, nobody is is working on the same level, in my opinion, as Vince Gilligan is. Vince Gilligan
3: and, is a, he's the
1: best. Yeah, yeah, I just, he's blowing my mind every week, so... Uh, better Call Saul continues to get better and yeah. better and better.
3: And I know a lot of people really aren't up on the Jonathan Banks and the uh, you know the really? Gian- Giancarlo story arc. People oh, are just... more focused on you know like get back to Saul. I want to see more about yeah. Saul. Like you said, you're okay with it going more towards Breaking Bad and figuring out how everything ties. Well, I don't in. feel
1: like it's lost Saul. I feel like Saul is like the story of of Kim and and Saul is still very prominent. No, I in either. this season. So yeah. I've just
3: I've just heard people say like, okay, we don't really care about Mike and uh, and uh, Gustavo. Gus. Oh, I do.
1: I definitely do. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think it's really interesting what's going on with those characters. Yeah. So yeah, one of the best shows. My number one is Better Call Saul, and your number one comes from Netflix, Stranger it Things. Is Stranger Things. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Go ahead. This this past season was bananas. It was. I like season one better. Really? Yeah. I. I thought about for a long time and then I rewatched season two and I'm like, you know what? I think that season one did an amazing job about making me care about those characters so much. Yeah. And, you know, like finding out like, what is the story for 11 and what is going to happen with all these characters? What's what is the upside down and stuff like that? Yeah. So now that all that stuff was out of the way in season one, not saying out of the way like it sounds bad, but you know, like right. we got we were introduced to all that stuff in season one. Now I can actually get into a more in depth story, and I think they really did a good job because you know you care about uh, the relationship between uh, Jonathan and uh, Nancy. You know, you care about what's going on, and then <laughs> I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Whenever it's uh, Steve Harrington and um, what's his name, uh, Mike
1: about the the love triangle.
3: No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Dustin and Steve. Oh, yeah. Whenever those two got together and they became the new like bro team, it was the <laughs> best. I just absolutely loved it, and I was surprised that Sean Astin made me love him as much because I thought he was going to be a plant yeah. by the uh, by that corporation. No, he like, was. A- now, he's it's just a great guy. A, and that's the, that's why I felt so bad. I'm like, "Oh, you were just a good guy. You, you oh, were just a totally awesome dude. And you tried trying to and trying you to were the be best stepfather you could be. <laughs> you were being so good and I I didn't I doubted trust, you, Sean. I, and I felt I really did feel bad. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I'm Sam.
1: sorry, Sam Wise. Yeah. Sorry. Uh,
3: what the show taught me is never fall in love with a character whose name starts and ends
1: with B. <laughs> Is that what it taught you? Yeah, Barb and Bob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're going to go away. Uh, well, there you go. The best shows of the year according to us. If we had to pick an official SIF Pop TV show of the year, considering we didn't have any of the same shows on our list, uh it'd probably have to be Black Mirror just because I forgot about that one and it would have been on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have a different suggestion. Uh, Atlanta? It was in my honorable okay. mentions. Atlanta or Black Mirror for Sif Pop TV Show of the Year? What do you think? Yeah. Which one? Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Okay. We'll do Black Mirror then, the official Sif Pop TV Show of the Year, according to uh, us. Yeah. (laughs) The guys in this room. Yeah. (laughs) We would like to hear your opinions. That's always a real fun part of this, so hit us up on Twitter and let us know. I'm at Aaron Dicer and uh, Andrew's at Flick Freaks. It's true. So you can let us know the TV we missed that we should be watching and the things we got wrong and the things we got right. Yep. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, the TV Awards for this year. The only thing we got left is a little bit of buried treasure before we go. Andrew, you want to start us off?
3: Yeah. Um, I saw a movie. I'm not trying to oversell it. I thought it was just a good movie. It wasn't like the greatest of all time. Uh, Battle of the Sexes. Oh,
1: yeah. I had a it's good decent.
3: time with it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I think that Emma Stone and Steve Carell are great in their respective roles. Um, I don't think that Steve's character was as fleshed out as it could have been, and I think that the story focused more on one aspect of this than it did on another, which I think if it actually was more about the actual tennis match, you know, and what it meant, then, you know, uh, as opposed to being a story about a love triangle, you know, mm-hmm. I think that the movie would have been better served, but that wasn't a tennis pun, by the way. <laughs>
1: it was a tennis pun. It was, but it With, wasn't meant whether to. Whether
3: you meant it to or not. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really interesting the way that they actually filmed the uh-huh. tennis match, like they would actually film a real tennis yeah. match. I thought that was a fun.
1: I, I think the movie's fine. I it's Yeah, it's not it's not anything like that should have won Oscars last no, year no. or anything like that. It's, it's, it's a good watch, yeah. and a lot of times that's all you need. Um, to, uh, to do. So, yeah. Nope. So, I, I, I would agree with you in your sentiment about that movie. Sweet. What do you got? IFTTT.com is my buried treasure this week. Uh, that stands for If This Then That. And this is a website that uses all your technology and the way it connects to the internet. And allows them to communicate together. So for instance, uh, let's say on my cell phone, it has a now playing feature where it hears songs that are playing and tells me what's playing. If I go to IFTT, I can say, hey, every time my phone says that this is what's playing, put that in a Spotify playlist for me. And it'll hook me up with that. Uh, If I have home cameras and I also have uh, lights that are connected as well, I can say, hey, every time my camera sees motion, turn the lights on. You know, that kind of stuff. So what it does is kind of this bridge between all of your connected technology and all of your different things. So um, I wish I used it for that. I use it for very minimalistic things.
3: Uh, I'm like, hey, whenever I post a picture on Instagram, post that picture on Twitter.
1: And it does those kind of things as well. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what it's about. So basically, like when you you post a nice thing about that one is um, which they call them. What do they call them? Um, no, no. There's an actual name for them. Applets.
3: It, Applets. Yeah. yeah. So because I remember it has something to do with the word app.
1: Yeah. So, I almost said apples, but the yeah. cool thing with that applet is it it can post your Instagram photos as native photos on Twitter. That's what I so use. So that it people for. don't have to click to go somewhere else Which to see them. Should there shouldn't have to be an applet for that? Just do yeah. that anyway. Twitter. <laughs> that's, or that's Instagram. Right. Uh One of them is get a notification when the International Space Station passes over your house. Um, oh, that'd be cool. So, you know, there's just all these little applets. Um, you know, if Android battery drops below 15%, turn off my Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and set ringtone volume to 50%. Like, you know, just these specific things that, you know, maybe your phone doesn't do naturally or... Uh, whatever uh, on youtube add songs from videos you like to a spotify playlist you know it just allows all that communication to kind of happen in the same place so i want to make sure people knew about that because i found it valuable since i knew about it mm-hmm. and it might be able to help you do some things you didn't think were possible with your technology so
3: no it's great like i said i i should be using it for all that stuff <laughs> but i'm like
1: nah it's super great if you have like a connected home device like an alexa or a google home which
3: i do and i have a my entire apartment is Hue bulbs. So yeah, I should just set everything. We up. We just started that. getting some Hue
1: bulbs. And it's the best. They're they are. They're so great. Yeah,
3: my entire apartment is all Hue bulbed out, and I just walk home. Alexa, I'm home. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have. Yeah, Google I, have, I have Google, so yeah. you're fine. So, you can say Alexa I, as much as you want. Yeah, I'm like, Alexa, I'm home, and then just all the lights turn on. I'm like, yeah. Ah. And I'm like, <laughs> Alexa, I'm going to bed, and then they all slowly dim, and then yeah. when my alarm clock goes off, they all turn back on to wake me up.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's I nice. love you can, Hue bulbs. You, you can Hue s- bulbs are my buried treasure now. Sorry, Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. Well, we did it. We yeah. did the podcast, Andrew. How's on? I'm us? very proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank we, you. I
3: I am shocked that we really didn't have any overlappings on on anything. performances
1: or shows.
3: The only uh, overlapping one we had was best show that ended New Girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. Well, it's just, it goes to show there's a lot of great stuff out there. Yeah. And we can't hold it against anybody for not having seen any of those. Right. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Poppet it is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thanks, bud. Talking some
3: TV. Yeah.
1: Uh, where can people find you?
3: You can find me on those internets, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at, at Flick Freaks. Post stuff, not usually. <laughs>
1: I post stuff. Not usually. Uh, You can find me at Aaron Dicer on Twitter or on YouTube as your movie friend. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment on Spreaker or wherever you do your podcasts. Or you can email us, feedback at sifpop.com and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like it too so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than waiting for Game of Thrones to come back (laughs) Uh, we'll be be back next week uh, with a sift swift where we're going to talk disenchantment and give an update on the summer some movie game so going to be fun times Uh, my brother uh, Drew is going to be joining us Old Rue is going to be on the podcast next week so we'll see you then